It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome to Future of Flushing, the official New York Mets minor league podcast. I'm Vito Calisi. With me is Jonathan Barron. And tonight we are coming to you with, I would say, a special episode because we waited to record this until the Mets made their pick in the draft. And we are very excited to tell you, the listener, that with the 32nd pick, in the 2023 MLB draft, the Mets have selected Colin Houck, a high school shortstop from Georgia, rated in the top 15 by so many different people. It's a real shock he was able to fall to number 32. John, how pumped up are you about this pick? Vito, it, it could be one of those days that we look back on in three years and four years and five years, and it, it turns into a day that has a whole lot of meaning for an organization. I mean, make no bones about it. The MLB draft it doesn't get the same hype as the NBA draft, the NFL draft. And that's obviously because guys, for the most part, don't go straight from the draft to helping the big league club, if you would, immediately. But it's still incredibly important. And not just today. Today is the first and the second round. We're recording right now. It is 10-23. So this pick happened about 20 minutes ago. We waited. We wanted to see who the Mets picked before we talked a little bit about it, before getting into the weekend. But this is a big weekend for all 30 major league clubs. And Mets fans should be thrilled that their team was drafting 32nd, docked 10 picks, because Steve Cohen is the best owner in all professional sports spent past the CBT, had the pick docked 10 spots, and the Mets still come away with a player who, like you said, no matter what your preferred outlet is, Baseball America, ESPN, it'll be Pipeline, you name it, this is a top 15 talent, and the Mets got him at 32. And that makes tonight a great night no matter what. And one more note on him. He also was a quarterback, played all four years in high school, had a career season his senior year, passed for two over 2,000 yards, 24 touchdowns. He set Parkview school record for career passing yards that year. Just a phenomenal all-around athlete. I mean, it is just very lucky that even though the Mets were penalized 10 spots in this draft, they're able to come around with what like consensus had easily in the top 20 for all draft picks, no matter where you looked, like John said, but some places had him going as high as number 12. So it's just, it's incredibly exciting to see the Mets come away with him. Yeah. And we'll have a whole lot more later in the week. We're going to do a, an episode kind of recapping the entire draft tonight's just night one of the draft. So there's a lot more draft left ahead of us. And the later rounds is really where teams make hay. You know, if you can find those diamonds in the rough, that's kind of what gets you ahead of the rest of the league. So we're excited to bring that all to you. The last thing I want to say about Colin Houck real quick is that he comes from a high school, Parkview High School, that's turned out some other big league talent. Not a whole lot of major leaguers, but I'm going to say the three other names. And these are pretty legit names. Two of them, Atlanta Braves. The first one's Matt Olson, who's arguably the MVP of the National League right now. If not him, his teammate Ronald Acuna Jr., but Matt Olson's having a phenomenal season. Jeff Rancourt who, remember, came up to the major leagues in 2005 
and looked like he was on a Hall of Fame trajectory. Obviously, didn't turn out that way, but was still a huge prospect and a damn good ball player of his own. And then the third one is Jeff Keppinger, who, former Met, actually had a really good big league career. So Colin Howe cut from a good cloth. Um, like I said before, there's a lot to look forward to, a lot to be excited about. No one has a bad word to say about this pick. And um, hopefully before too long, we'll be talking to Colin ourselves, Vito. Yeah, that would be amazing. But I do have a problem with one thing you just said. You did say former Met for one guy and you didn't for another. And I You're find right. that to be a little bit of a slight. You know what it is? You know what it is? I was a huge fan of Ryan Church. I, I, I was rocking the Ryan Church jersey. And when the Mets traded away Ryan Church, it's nothing against Jeff Rancourt. It's nothing against him at all. He was actually pretty good for the Mets. I love Jeff Rancourt in the Mets. I had a hard time saying goodbye to Ryan Church. I really did. I really did. And Jeff Rancourt is always associated with the Ryan Church deal, which at the time I was not a fan of. And, you know, 13 years later, I still haven't gotten over it. So, um, yes, two former Mets. But, I mean, Jeff Kappinger is a great former Met name. That's, that's a good one. Uh, and I think one more thing we want to say about the draft itself, just great job to Major League Baseball. The draft looks really cool. The draft looks like a fun thing to go hang out in. You're in the Seahawks stadium. You're walking around. Beautiful set design, too. I feel like they've, they did a better job, job with set design than any of the other drafts did as well. That whole, like, rock formation and the bushes and the trees coming out looked incredible. Yes, and they're keeping it moving, and that's the biggest thing is, you know, the – some of these drafts, they take way too long. MLB drafts, moving, good analysis, a lot of coverage, no matter where you turn, MLB Network, ESPN. Um, yeah, the MLB draft is a big deal. Like I said at the top of our recording, it doesn't get the same hype, but it is just as, if not more important. And all the names that we talk about on a nightly basis that the Mets have taken in the 2022 draft, 2021, 2020, these guys are taken in the sixth, seventh, eighth rounds. And they're making such big contributions on the minor league level and hopefully one day at the major league level. So this is how you build a winning program in Major League Baseball is drafting and scouting well, both domestically and internationally. And tonight, obviously, and tomorrow are about the domestic side of that. And like John said, this draft is moving around so quickly. The Mets pick came out of commercial break like a Brandon Nimmo home run. They came back from break and they were at the tail end of saying who the Mets picked. I was pretty confused of what was happening, but I was very excited to see who it was. Now let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about the other big Mets moment from All-Star Weekend. Prospect Mike Vassell of the Syracuse Mets got into the game later on, only faced two batters, but... You only need two batters to get one strikeout, right, John? Yeah, very cool to see Mike Vassell get in the game. I was very excited when the National League pitching plan was laid out and it was clear that Mike Vassell was going to pitch in the game one way or the other. Obviously, in all-star games, future game, there's no guarantee, especially when you're a pitcher. So great to see him get in the game, a three-pitch strikeout. Um, it was a nice night. It was really, really fun to watch him. He soaked it all in. He looked like he belonged. I know that's kind of conjecture. But he just did. He had the, the cleats were awesome. Got to shout out the cleats. And the best part about the cleats was the chip that he carries on his shoulder, the round, and the overall pick on the back of the cleats, the home run apple. Just uh, it was big league. Let's put it that way. It was a big league performance, both on the mound, with the swag, with everything for Mike Vassell. So kudos to Mike for making the most of his trip to Seattle. Well-deserved and looking forward to a big second half for the Mets right-handed pitching prospect. 
And those shoes were made by Stadium Custom Kicks. You can follow them on Twitter at Stadium CK. Uh, I think they made a shoe for Alex Cohen at one point. They they make some really good stuff. They're a good follow online. Um, but that is all of the Mets news from All-Star Weekend as far as what's going on in Seattle. Why don't we move on to what's going on with the Mets in all of their player development teams themselves? We'll start off with Friday night, kind of jump around a little bit. Uh, Nuke Voigt, John's boy, nickname he came up with, hit another home run Friday night. So did Jalen Davis, the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. We're not going to jump around too, John. I, I feel like, John, you just moved towards the mic like you thought I was going to run through everything, but I'm not. I'm just going to bring up Brando McIlwain had two hits. And some consistencies here, as we've said before, Brandon McIlwain, college quarterback. What did we just draft? A high school quarterback. So it's always good to see those athletes in the system. Athleticism is key, especially – Positions like center field, positions like shortstop, those are athletes' positions. So it makes a lot of sense that the Mets like guys that excel in other areas of athleticism. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yes, John. Athleticism is key, which I mean, I feel like that's a pretty straightforward thing to say when you're talking about sports. But we just want to hammer these things into people's heads. Another note from that Rumble Ponies game. They did lose 6-1 to the Portland Sea Dogs. But Sammy Tavares threw a one, two, three inning. Now let's move on over to the Brooklyn Cyclones, who were able to win three to one against the Wilmington Blue Rocks. And this was not any win on Friday night, Vito. The Brooklyn Cyclones earned a dramatic three to three to one victory against Wilmington. And it was made possible by a clutch three run go ahead homer by Junior Tillian in the ninth inning. The Cyclones entered the ninth, trailing one nothing. Tillian unloaded for a three-run three, three run homer, and he gave Brooklyn the win. Dylan Tabrock closed it down. His ERA now on the season, just north of two. So Junior Tillian, back to him, continues to rake. After a bit of a slow start to his South Atlantic career, he has been red hot at the plate. And on Friday night, he was the hero for the Cyclones, who are in another comeback victory. And let's talk a little bit about that bullpen that combined for 6.2 scoreless innings. And that includes Brendan Hardy came in for two and two has an ERA of 073 right now. And something I want to bring up about Brendan Hardy, we have a football theme going into this episode right now. Brendan Hardy told us at spring training, how important it is for pitchers to warm up, throwing a football, talking about how different it is on the shoulder, how different it is for warming up that arm. Just a really cool note. And John, I don't know if you've noticed every time we've went to a Cyclones game, which was just one, I realize now that I say every time. I, I did go to another one. 
Uh, that was the night that you like to bring up that I watched Tyler Stewart just dominate. But the Cyclones are always out there throwing footballs before the game. And also, I mean, if you go to a Mets game and get there early enough, you'll see them throwing footballs. So maybe Colin Houck will get up here and just be throwing footballs with the guys soon. I remember seeing Kevin Prada throwing footballs around on the turf field at spring training early morning. So why don't we talk about what happened in Florida on Friday night between the St. Lucie Mets and also the Florida Complex League Mets. The St. Lucie Mets lost eight to one versus the Lakeland Flying Tigers. Vincent Peroza had a double over at the Complex League games where the Complex League Mets did win versus the Nationals. Carlos Dominguez went two for three, hit a grand slam, and that was his second home run of that rehab assignment. Yeah, we talked about Dominguez a few days ago, how we started the rehab assignment. If you didn't hear that episode and you're just joining us, you're new to the episodes, possibly. Dominguez led the Florida State League in home runs last season with 20, hit a huge home run for Port St. Lucie in the postseason. He's dealt with injuries this season, but on this rehab stint, he has been back to hitting nukes left and right. He is a solid, thick boy, two Cs, and, and he Ooh. has been showing the power since his return to action, including his Grand Slam on Friday. You know, John, I heard somebody describe something one time as thicker than cold peanut butter. How do you like that? That's an interesting one. Um, you, you really kind of caught me off guard with that. I'm a big peanut butter guy, so... but Think about how thick cold peanut butter is. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I mean... Like when we were talking the word thick, I was thinking like a, a blizzard uh, milkshake upside down. That's thick, right? That's it's, pretty thick. Yeah, it's free, right? If, uh, if, if, it, if it slips out, I think. Isn't that, the, isn't that the policy? Is that a thing at DQ? I think so, yeah. I believe so. There That's was one person cool. recently who said he didn't know what a blizzard was, which was kind of confusing to me. But thicker than cold peanut butter. I like that. I might start using that. That's good. Dude, you got to use that. I, I hope I see that on the scoreboard at City Field one day. You definitely will not see it there. I promise that. <laughs> uh, I think that wraps up Friday pretty well. Why don't we move on to Saturday, the same day that Mike Vassell appeared in the Futures game, which we did mention before. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Syracuse Mets lost 8-4 to four versus the Wooster Red Sox. Abraham Almonte homer twice and jose quintana had another rehab appearance where he threw 78 pitches and that could be his final one before making his mets debut after all these months yeah quintana has been working his way back to major league action for pretty much a month now uh like you said 78 pitches so he seems close and he could be making his mets debut uh pretty shortly after the all-star break and just want to touch on abraham almonte who also had been rehabbing now up with syracuse the two homers, he's another guy that the Mets, if they look to the minors, they want a bat to call up. They've done it with Danny Mendick. DJ Stewart got a start for the Mets today. Abraham Almonte, he has major league experience. He has shown he could hit at the major league level. He was a sneaky, nice acquisition by the Mets in the offseason, and he's played very well for the Syracuse Mets, like Jalen Davis with 12 home runs. Luke Ritter has 20 home runs overall. So there's some pop in that Syracuse lineup. And I, I didn't even mention Mark Vientos or Ronnie Mauricio, but just some other peripheral guys that can come up in a pinch and help out the Major League Mets as needed. John, why did you come up with Nuke Voigt for Luke Voigt instead of Nuke Ritter? Because Luke Ritter, you can, you can go with Luke Ritter the hitter. So, like, that one works, too. You never once called him that, though. I called him that in the last episode. You said you said Luke Ritter, the hitter? I did. Go listen back. Oh, I forgot. You review your tape every day. Yeah, that's how you get better. You listen to the tape. 
You're right. I guess I'm getting worse every day. Why don't we move on and talk about the big ups of Rumble Ponies? Now, before we get into some Rumble Ponies talk, we should mention later on this week, we have an interview coming out with Jacob Wilkins and Matt Levine. They're the play-by-play team for the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. We went deep with them about what's going on in Binghamton, talked a lot about the bullpen, talked about arms that you should be taking note of. So please go listen to that interview later on in the week. Uh, We'll have it right here on the audio stream for you all. We also will have an interview with Dominic Hamill coming out tomorrow. So look out for that. That one will be here as well as the Mets YouTube page. Yeah, both great times talking to both Matt and Jacob. Um, you said it best, Vito. They were incredibly insightful. A lot of great information. They see this team every single day. So no better duo of guys to tell you exactly what's going on, the nitty-gritty with the Rumble Ponies. And then obviously Dom Hamill. We talked to him at the best time possible. Fresh off his 11-strikeout game against the Portland Sea Dogs, who had two starters in the American League starting lineup in the Futures game, making it all the more impressive. And then Dom Hamill, Vito, we have to bring this up, obviously, comes out with a banger of a tweet, controversial perhaps, (laughs) about a great side, mashed potatoes. And he's saying that if the skin's off the potatoes, he doesn't want those mashed potatoes. And I'm not sure how you feel about that take, Vito. I know how I feel, but I want to get your take on Dom's take first. All right, we got to be quick with this because we know we got the BC food limit. Yep, start the clock. 60 seconds. Start the clock, BC. 20 seconds, let's go. I think it's a fine take. I think mashed potatoes do need the skin. I think mashed potatoes even need a little bit of a a chunk of the potato in there sometimes. So I think it's a fire concept. It's a great opinion. Interesting. I'm going the other way, and I'm not doing no. that just because it's good podcasting, and if we agree, it's not fun. I look at mashed potatoes as something I could paint my steak, my prime ribbon. So I like a smooth – it's almost like a dip to me. Wait, I, what? I, I use mashed potatoes sometimes as a dip. No, you're being a troll. I'm not being a troll. Seriously. No. I, it complements the main perfectly, no. and it's got to be smooth. No. It's got to be smooth. No. Yes. You don't, no, you don't like – you don't wipe it all over your steak. No. Yes, or I'll, I'll, I'll cut a piece of steak and I'll dip it into the potatoes. I don't know why you're laughing. You're wasting our time here. Our food time is up. You just you – just, you, just, you just – precious seconds have ticked off the clock because, because you can't handle the truth. All right, we have to we have to continue. We have to move move on. We have to move on. Luis Moreno, another (laughs) solid outing. I'm just going to keep going to end the first half. He strikes out eight over five innings, just one earned run allowed. So in in his last six outings, five starts since June 9th, as Vito gets himself to get, we're not going back to that Vito. A one four one ERA since June 9th for Luis Moreno, and a strikeout rate of a tick over 33 percent. And the best part. No home runs allowed in the span. So that's smooth. That's buttery type performances from Luis, from Luis Moreno since June 9th. That's so smooth. You can rub that all over your steak like you it's can. mashed potatoes. Luis Moreno uh, deserves the steak for the way he's been pitching. Uh, let's move on. Let's talk about the St. Lucie Mets while I continue to try and get my composure after hearing that fun fact about John. John, I love doing this show with you. And I just yeah. love you because I learn a new thing about my buddy every day. Uh, Jet Williams had a game, triple, a walk, two runs batted in, and a steal. So he's moving up that. You know, 
he set a really high goal for himself. I'm not going to say that number right now. He's doing whatever he can to get as close to that number as possible. Another note from that St. Lucie Mets game, Felipe De La Cruz struck out half John Hoff of the batters he faced, the 14 batters he faced. Yeah, another strong outing for Felipe De La Cruz, who there's a lot of swing and miss in that left arm. So that was on full display on Saturday. And to round this one off, you're all Martinez. He homered. He hit two balls over 400 feet in this game. One of them got out. One of them didn't. But two balls, 415 feet and 414 feet. So you're all Martinez continues to impress with his batted ball profile. Hits the ball hard. Hits the ball with good launch angle and a bat to keep an eye on in the second half of the season for the St. Lucie Mets and possibly the Brooklyn Cyclones. In the coming weeks, we're going to start seeing some players move teams, so keep an eye out for some of these names we've been bringing up because they might be wearing a different hat come a week or two. Uh, let's move on. I feel like I say let's move on a lot, John. I need to come up with a new segue back, like back fall. Well, we have an all-star break to transition these things, so uh, or to brainstorm yeah. these transitions, I should say. So yeah, time, I, I should time. come up with like a few, you know, like how about yeah. this? Let's dip our forks and wipe our mashed potatoes all over Sunday night's games. That's the Syracuse. That's a bad yeah, one. That's, that's a pretty a good one. one. Let's let's wipe our our steak all over these mashed potatoes Look, as the Syracuse. It's, it's not that crazy. It's okay. You don't, John, we, have, we're not allowed to talk about it anymore, John. We're not allowed to talk about it anymore. We don't need to have boundaries on the plate. All right. There doesn't like it's good to have inclusion in the meal. John, we're going to get a text from our boss. These things, these these tastes complement each other. So it's really like it's not that crazy. I caught a lot of I caught a lot of heat for my um, not knowing that milk freezes today. That was I I was I was gotten on for that. Let's put it that you way. You were with your cousin, you told me. Yeah. Who? Uh, yes. Big, big listener of the show. And uh, he is still talking about that one. I, I mean, I guess in retrospect, it was a little silly. Um, you're you're I, hitting the food. You're you're going back to food. You're falling on the food hard right now, John. You're going through a food hole. I mean, I was I was piled on for this for this. Um, it was it was. I'm just trying to justify it, but I guess I really can't. <laughs> and you know what? I don't want to make it seem like our only listeners are our cousins, but I do want to bring up. I have a cousin who listens to the show, and unlike John's cousin who seems to love John on the show and is a big fan of John, my cousin Catherine just yeah. want to mention big listener and uh, just keeps telling me about how fantastic John is and how she's the number one John Barron supporter. I thought that was my daughter, but I don't know. Maybe not. No, my daughter is a bigger <laughs> Luke Ritter fan than she's a fan of me, so. Your daughter does love Luke Ritter. Yeah. Let's talk about Luke Ritter because he hit his 20th home run of the season on Sunday, and that was his sixth with Syracuse. He also, for his sixth home run, was hitting sixth in the lineup. So I know Johnny likes those number consistencies mm -hmm. because Luke Ritter's moving up in the lineup as he moves up in the system, baby. And another note from the Syracuse Met game, Mark Vientos doubled and tripled. Now let us proceed to the Binghamton Rumble Ponies game. I'm already working on my transitions, and we haven't even hit the break yet. Christian Scott was on a pitch count, only lasted 3.2 innings pitched, struck out four, but I think one thing to note, was able to get seven whips just through the first two innings. Uh, so, you know. Yeah, we've seen this with Mike Vassell. Now you see it with Christian Scott. And don't, don't be surprised to see it with other guys moving forward. The Mets putting some of these guys on pitch limits, especially guys that played college baseball, a little bit more mileage, a little bit more tread on the tires. Um, but a big second half 
ahead for Christian Scott, who is blowing past any any previous innings high from his career, um, but still a really a really strong end to the first half. His last start a little bit uneven after really just hitting the ground running with Rumble Ponies. So a good end to the first half for Christian Scott and a big second half ahead for the tall right-hander. Brooklyn Cyclones won 7-2 versus the Wilmington Blue Rocks. Billy Barrels went two for four with a double and a run since June 14th. That's an 808 OPS. Yeah, William Lugo, a guy that back in spring training, very highly regarded when you talk to people about some different prospects, maybe not guys in the top 15 in the system, according to a lot of the prognosticators, but still a guy that the Mets have very high hopes for. And after a bit of a slow start, he's been very good of late, like you just mentioned, Vito. The OPS over 800, so a guy that could play third. We've seen him play a little bit of shortstop, and the bat has caught up. And um, great to see that Billy Barrels is living up to the name, barreling up baseballs left and right of late over really now what is close to a a month. Cameron Foster struck out nine over 5.2 innings, 208 ERA in his last five starts. He's missing bats, and he's limiting hard contact. The line drive rate against very low. So Cameron Foster, just another name to keep an eye on in that Cyclones rotation. Obviously, we've talked a lot about Tyler Stewart. We've talked a lot about Blade Tidwell. But Cameron Foster has almost become a replacement for Christian Scott in the Cyclones rotation. And really, since since Christian Scott was promoted, Foster has slid in, and he's almost duplicated the performance that Christian Scott was giving the Cyclones. So they seemingly are just pumping out arms left and right in Brooklyn right now. It's a joy to behold. Some more arms to note in Brooklyn. Jace Beck and Paul Gervais combined to throw two scoreless innings pitched. Five strikeouts combined. Gervais has a 1.04 ERA nigh. Gervais has a 1.04 ERA now. A big night for Paul Gervais and his uh, LSU Tigers is the first and second overall picks in the draft were LSU Tigers. So go Tigers. That was was arguably better than Paul's uh, uh, coach uh, impersonation, right? And let's mention something from that interview. Number one overall pick Paul Skeens was brought up in this interview by Paul Gervais when Paul Gervais said that he thinks he thought Skeens at the time was good enough to pitch in baseball right now. And let's wrap this up talking about the St. Lucie Mets, who unfortunately lost five to two versus the Lakeland Flying Tigers. But Jacob Reimer did return to Port St. Lucie and went two for four with a walk. Yes, Reimer taken around this time last year by the Mets in the fourth round. A high school bat who is playing up to this competition, especially when it comes to age. He's still only 19 years old. He doesn't turn 20 until February 22nd of next year. So pitchers and catchers, to contextualize this, will have already reported for the 2024 season. And Jacob Reimer will still not be 20 years old. And he is having himself one heck of a pro debut. He's back from the injury. He homered a couple times in the rehab assignment, back with the St. Lucie Mets. And he's just, he just continues to rake one of the more exciting bats down in the player development system. We've said this about a lot of guys, but Jacob Reimer really, really cannot wait to see what the second half has in store for him and really how the Mets handle him. A guy who has shown he can handle the Florida State League. Do the Mets try to see if he can handle that next step up in the South Atlantic League before the season's over? We shall see what the plan is for young Jacob Reimer. 
Now, thank you all for listening. Uh, please go check out the content we're dropping this week. Like I said, tomorrow we have a really fun interview with Dom Hamill. Later on in the week, we're going to be releasing an interview with Jacob Wilkins and Matt Levine, the, the play-by-play team of the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. We get a lot of really useful information from them that you, the listener, should be up to date on if you do like this podcast. And uh, we're trying to do some other things this week as well. So just keep an eye on our feed. Keep an eye on Mets Player Dev on Twitter and Instagram for clips and just information of episodes out. And we'll see you all in the future. And now celebrate the drafting of Colin Houck with some stock music. We'll talk to you later.